I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome, everyone, to the Sports Illustrated Media Podcast. I am your host, Jimmy Trainer. Thanks for joining me. Got an episode here for uh, my WWF. Uh, actually, WWE. I can't believe I just said WWF. That shows how old I am. It's the WWE now. It's been that way for a long time. WWE fans will uh, enjoy this episode. We've got Triple H, Hunter Hearst Helmsley, Paul Levesque on the podcast. And if you're not a wrestling fan, stick around because it's really more about conversation is more about the media landscape uh, with uh, WWE going to Fox uh, than hardcore wrestling stuff. So even if you're not a wrestling fan and you're into media, you will, uh, I think, be interested to hear how WWE stays relevant as a media company and, and the challenges they face and uh, going to Fox as well, uh, which starts Friday night with SmackDown. So we've got Triple H on the podcast today. Uh, if you want to dig into the archives for any past episodes you may have missed, we had Matthew Berry on last week from ESPN, talked about covering fantasy sports for a living. Troy Aikman was on recently as well, had a lot to say about the refs in the NFL, which continue to be a disaster if you watch football all day on Sunday. So uh, check those out. Chris Russo, Rich Eisen were on recently. All in the archives, download, rate, review, subscribe. It all helps. And uh, let's get this episode rolling here on a big WWE week with Triple H, Paul Levesque. All right, joining me now, monster week for the WWE. And uh, it's a big week for himself as well. Triple H, Paul Levesque, the executive vice president of talent, live events, and creative. And of course, one of the all-time greats in the WWE. Paul, thanks for joining me. How are you? I appreciate it, Jimmy. I'm doing great. How about yourself? 
I'm well. It, I, I'm right off the bat. I got it. it. I'm like, am I supposed to call you Paul, Triple H, Hunter? It's, uh, I, it, this, is the big, this is the big dilemma when it, talent come into the performance center and everybody meets me yeah. for the first time. What are they supposed to call me? Half the people here call me Hunter. Half the people here call me Paul. It yeah. depends. It, I'll, I'll you know, t- I'll t- whichever you prefer. Yeah, I'll tell you a very quick story. It's funny. It has me. This is why I'm a little, uh, a little flustered about. It. I had Seth Rollins on this podcast. I don't know, maybe six weeks ago. And he said a lot of wild stuff, which was great for me. Please thank him for that. And um, he talked about Dean Ambrose and his comments since he left the WWE. And there were people on Twitter who thought like I was in on it with Seth and we were doing a um, work because I kept referring to him as Dean Ambrose and not John Moxley. And they thought me and the WWE had planned this explosive interview. So I'm going to call you Paul so everyone knows this is actually just a regular interview. You're not in character and, you know. Yeah, but let's not make this interview an explosion. <laughs> no, let's. Oh, we, def- we definitely want an explosion. Speaking of an explosion, it's it's an explosive week for the company. We've got the two-hour season premiere of NXT on USA on Wednesday night, 8 p.m. Eastern. And then I know the company is thrilled about SmackDown going to Fox on network television Friday night at 8 o'clock. And a uh, big announcement on Monday was that The Rock would uh, appear on SmackDown on Friday. I'm just curious. I'm a big rock fan. How do the, Who handles those sort of negotiations or reaches out to him because he's got this insane schedule? Is that Vince? Is that you? Is that uh, Eric Bischoff who's in charge of SmackDown? How does, how does bringing back The Rock even work? It depends on the moment, you know, and, and what's going on. One of us will reach out to him, usually either Vince myself or Steph, you know, we, it's a funny thing because, um, in some way, and he says a lot, you know, WWE is his home and, and it's kind of where he, he grew and, and it's always going to be a part of him. And, and there's, there's nothing like the excitement of what we do that, that live energy of our fan base and, um, just standing in that ring. So, he, you know, he's always up for doing stuff with us. It really just depends on his schedule. So, you know, the, the call is usually made. One of us will get in touch with him and uh, and uh, kind of put it out there to him that this opportunity is coming up. And then it's uh, it's just a you know conversation from there. What are you guys thinking? What are you thinking about having me do? Here's what I was thinking. And then it's just a, a time commitment thing for him. He's so busy. You know, the one thing about Rock and all you have to do is follow him uh, on online uh, is to see how busy he is. He never stops moving. And whether it's Hollywood, whether it's his other business ventures, you know, Under Armour or his tequila brand or uh, everything else under the sun he's got going on, he is a busy man and uh, truly is the hard the hard worker that he says he is. So it's it's a whether he can make the commitment work. And uh, luckily for everybody in the WWE universe, uh, this Friday is going to be one of those uh, opportunities that he can make it, uh, which he should because the you know kind of the whole SmackDown thing is the. The, the phrase he, he kind of got rolling and put into the, the dictionary. And, uh, you know, he and I were on the first uh, SmackDown Live together or the SmackDown show together, so in the main event that night. So it's, it's, uh, it'll, be a, it'll be a nice coming home for everybody. I'm curious, did this week, was, it, was this the ultimate plan for the WWE to have the NXT and SmackDown, uh, the debuts on USA and, and Fox, respectively, work out where you wanted it the same week or it just worked out that way sort of by circumstance because I don't know would you have gotten more bang for your buck if they were spread out maybe or this is just a monster WWE week and and that's how you guys wanted it 
No, I think it's a cool monster WWE week. You yeah. know, for us, um, anytime we get the opportunity to do that, you see we do that sometimes in, later in the fall with, um, you know, with tribute to the troops and things like that where we make a monster week out of it. And um, and this is one of those opportunities that we had where the, the stars all aligned, the timing was right for us to, you know, to kind of season premiere Raw as we did Monday night and have it be epic and, and have the you know, set changes and just a, a whole new fresh start for the show to debut in the two-hour format NXT this week on USA on Wednesday night at 8 um, is a massive opportunity for us and for those young talent to show the world who they are. And then and then this Friday night, the shift to SmackDown uh, on Fox broadcast, which, you know, it's arguable that in the live sport world, nobody does live sports spectacle like Fox does, except maybe WWE. So that partnership is going to be incredible. And, um, you know, Friday's going to be something special, not just because The Rock's going to be there, but that certainly helps. Right, right. Um, In terms of yourself, uh, everyone knows, you know, NXT is your baby. You go to USA now after being on WWE Network, uh, two-hour premiere on Wednesday. What is this week like for you? And, and in terms of, uh, are you also, I shouldn't know this and I apologize. Do you, are you at every Raw and SmackDown every week? Or is that just way too much for you to do all of it? At, at this point now with live on Wednesday, yeah. you know, when you think about it, we're doing seven hours of live programming Monday through Friday. That doesn't count a uh, pay-per-view weekend. That doesn't count 205. It's, you know, it's, it's a busy, it's a busy schedule. So, um, you know, from the Vince and I standpoint, we kind of go where we're, where we're most needed. Um, every week I'm here in Florida uh, right now for NXT and and getting this brand up to speed and rolling on. You know, live is a different a different animal. You you can do weekly television, you can write episodic television, but when you get to the point where you're doing it two hours a week live, um, it's a whole different ball game, and and this takes a lot of focus and effort. So. I was not at Raw this week, haven't been for the last couple of weeks, just uh, focusing here on NXT, and I will be, though, uh, on uh, on Friday night, I will be at uh, the Fox debut in L.A., live at the Staples Center, and uh, couldn't be more excited about both. They're going to be spectacular. This Wednesday night, you know, the NXT premiere, it's, it's massive. NXT championship on the line, Adam Cole versus Matt Riddle, um, which should be phenomenal. Uh, Shayna Baszler defends the NXT Women's Championship against Candice LeRae uh, and um, the Street Profits taking another shot at regaining their tag team championships from the Undisputed Era. So epic night, a lot more uh, twists, turns, and surprises to be there, uh, but it should be phenomenal. And and all done on USA with limited commercial interruptions live live. So it's going to be a great night. Who has final say on NXT, you or Vince? Well, look, it's, uh, at the end of the day, Vince is the chairman and the uh, CEO of the company. So Vince has final say on everything we do. And and it's one of the things that people don't give him credit for is, you know, there is no NXT without Vince. There is no SmackDown. There is no Raw. Like all those things at this point in time, um, you know, they're, they're all, they all run through and at some point are approved by him. But as far as the day-to-day, the creative, the, the, the brand itself, what's happening with the talent, the storylines, all of that, that's me. How, how often does he ask you to change something? Very, very rare. Yeah. Um, you know, it, it, it's a, one of those things where um, 
he understands the the differences in the brands and what they need to be. And first of all, there's only so much bandwidth in a day. And as much as Vince McMahon would like to add a uh, 25th or 26th hour to the day <laughs> or an eighth day of the week or uh, however you want to look at it, had an additional month every year, right. he hasn't figured out how to do it yet. Right. So uh, there's only so much bandwidth to go around. And, um, you know, the fact that he is, uh, trusting of a team and a and a and a group that we have down here and it, and it's a you know it's a large group this is this is a a, a large scale television show two hours live every single week um, out of Full Sail University and and um, our partners down here are phenomenal and I can't put that aside we couldn't do the show without Full Sail but um, you know his trust in that is exceptional and and he lets us do what we do there's there's not a lot of change that happens unless something needs to. But the great thing is he's always there, too. You can't negate the fact that he's been doing this for, you know, 50 years. Right. And the most successful uh, promoter of this generation in, in anything. And uh, his, you know, part of anything I do is from sitting under that learning tree. So uh, the great part is he's always there. You need something, you call him. You want a, uh, an opinion on something, you call him. You know, and he understands the difference between the brand. So it's it's phenomenal. I hate to I hate to be rude and mention the, the competition. But as every wrestling fan knows, there's this other company, AEW, who's going to go against NXT on Wednesday nights. They're on another network. You're on USA. And a lot of people, a lot of wrestling fans are looking forward to it because they think it's going to remind them of the Monday Night Wars and that time where, you know, for fans, they had these two options and head to head. As as someone who covers media and and observes media, I'm sort of of the opinion, and I would love your take on this, uh, that there can never be Monday Night Wars again because of the way the uh, broadcast landscape, digital streaming has changed the entire game. You know, back when we had the Monday Night Wars, you know, you watched Raw on USA or WCW on TNT and that was it. But now people can watch stuff on YouTube. They can watch stuff after it's aired on their phones. And, and so to me, I don't think you could even even if this other company became this huge success, I don't think you could really ever have the wars again. Am I wrong about that? Or what's your take? Yeah, I, I tend to agree. You know, like you can't directly compare it to another time frame. It's it, even when, you know, th- this is one of the difficult things about trying to go back and, and look at history. And whenever you say like, Oh, well, you know, who was greater Bruno San Martino or Hulk Hogan, who was greater Ric Flair, or Hulk Hogan, who was greater Stone Cold Steve Austin or this, like you, you can't, you can't debate eras and you can't debate moments in time because they're unique and of themselves. So to say, this is going to replicate something historical is, is, uh, is crazy. But like, you know, we'll see, we'll see what happens. Um, the truth is at this point in time, I'm not, not concerned about what anybody else does. I'm concerned about what we do. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, we know our fan base, we know what they're looking for with NXT. Um, we're going to deliver that to him. Like we have been doing, uh, for the last, you know, five plus years, on the WWE network. And it's, it was the number one show on the WWE network. The takeovers have been phenomenal. The growth of this brand step-by-step step, methodically has been incredible. And now here we are with, with the uh, USA, the number one cable channel uh, on TV. And uh, we couldn't be more happy with that partnership. And, and we get to show the world what we can do. It's, it's, so it's not about anybody else for us at the end of the day. Uh, it's funny when they when we say war, the winners are fans. You know, the, at the end of the day, um, they're the ones that are going to benefit from from product and and competition uh, makes people step up their game. 
and and uh, bring out hopefully the best in them. It can also bring out the worst, but hopefully it brings out the best in them, and uh, and everybody uh, puts out their best product and and uh, the winner of the fans, you know. As someone who runs the biggest wrestling company on the planet, I, I don't mean NXT, I mean WWE, along with Vince, obviously, and, and Stephanie. What would you say your number one biggest challenge is today? Um, you know, October first, twenty nineteen. What is your number one challenge in terms? Of whether it, is it finding new talent? Is it keeping the fans happy? Is it storylines? Is it we need to make more money here? What, what's the biggest challenge you face on a day to day basis? I think just as you mentioned earlier, the landscape has changed so much that you're trying to constantly keep your finger on the pulse of where things are headed. You know, um, and it's been one of the things that Vince has been masterful on um, over the course of his entire career, so to speak. You know, when when cable TV was coming in, he was the one that saw the advance of it and, and really went national because of it. Uh, closed circuit television, which pioneered the pay-per-view industry, Vince was at the forefront of that. And in some ways, pay-per-view existed because of uh, Vince and WWE. Uh, you know, you, you flash forward from there and the pay-per-view when it was our largest uh, driver of our business model for Vince to be able to say, I, I see the world going in this digital function and tear up that model and say, we're going to go with our own uh, streaming service and, and go OTT and, and go directly to our fan base. Everybody thought he was crazy at the moment, but now they look back and say, man, he was way ahead of the curve. Um, it's it's the thing that I think we do. We're nimble as a company, and we can keep our finger on the pulse of where things are going, and you want to kind of be everywhere. So, you know, as you mentioned earlier, the, the challenge for people today is there's so many places that you can go and be entertained. You can uh, grab your phone and, and watch videos. You can grab your phone and have stuff sent to you. You can just be anywhere at any given time um, and there is something to do. So you fight all of those things for attention. You fight all of those opportunities to, to entertain people because um, that's at the end of the day what everybody's just looking for is to be entertained. Um, so it's, it's, uh, it's just finding the right avenue to get to the people that want to see your product. And that's going to, I think, for the next foreseeable future, that's going to be everybody's challenge in the entertainment and sport world. All right. This episode of the SI Media Podcast is sponsored by Zoom. When you Zoom, every day is a little better. Zoom Video Communications with the web's best-reviewed video conference service used by millions to meet one-on-one -on -one or hundreds at a time. Zoom Video Conferencing lets you connect face-to-face -face with anyone across town or around the world with flawless video, clear audio, and instant sharing of files, video, anything and you can connect through any device desktop laptop tablet smartphone or conference room system zoom video conferencing zoom room zoom video webinars and zoom phone put state-of-the-art tech at your fingertips and it lets you do the business at the speed of zoom look if you're not using zoom video communications the only question i have is why not It'll make it super easy for you, and all you have to do is visit Zoom online to set up a free account today. Try the most affordable and most reliable video communication solution on the market. Meet happy with Zoom. 
I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. And recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rock the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. My name is Ariel. I moved to the U.S. at 19. I spoke no English, and I struggled finding job opportunities. Everything I have, I owe to the Adult Literacy Center and getting my high school diploma at age 22. It was an honor helping you achieve your greatness. Now you're helping others achieve theirs. It inspires me. When you graduate, they graduate. Find free and supportive adult education centers near you at finishyourdiploma.org. Brought to you by Dollar General Literacy Foundation and the Ad Council. We mentioned The Rock will be returning on SmackDown for the premiere on Fox Friday night at 8, NXT, two-hour premiere on USA Wednesday at 8. Another name, The Rock confirmed to return, uh, another name that WWE fans always uh, bring up, and my listeners would really rip me if I didn't bring this up, but uh, Fox will also be doing a weekly studio show hosted by Renee Young, Tuesday nights, I believe. on all things WWE on FS1, and I uh, believe so, yeah, yeah, and allegedly one of the people who've tried out to be a co-host on that show is CM Punk. Would that be something you would sign off on, and you'd be happy to see? How do how would you feel about that? Look, I've I've read about that as well, and and you know, to be clear, Fox is is doing this show, and it's uh, it's their show, and it's something that they're doing to to talk about. Uh, the WWE universe and everything going on in it. Um, they've uh, have a long list of people that they've been interviewing and everything. But as far as um, for us, one of the things I think this company has shown over and over again is um, never say never. And um, if the opportunity is right for everybody and it's right for our fans, then we are willing to, uh, put the past behind us and move forward. So, you know, I would say never say never, but, uh, you know, that's also probably a long way from coming true. I don't know. Um, that that's a little bit outside of my purview at mm-hmm. the moment, but, um, like I said, never say never. Speaking of your purview, I'm, I'm curious how the decision or the thought to, um, have the new sort of setup where Paul Heyman is 
in charge of Monday Night Raw and Eric Bischoff, Bischoff is in charge of SmackDown. Now, I'm using the phrase in charge, but like we touched on earlier, uh, Vince has final say on everything. But those two guys um, were named as, I forgot the exact titles, but they're running those shows and, and, and with Vince final approval. How did that all come about? Because obviously that was a uh, that was a huge, huge thing that when that went down. Yeah, I think it's, you know, it's funny in this, in our world, that people tend to read a little bit more into things um, than, than our, I, I guess, sort of what you would expect in any other entertainment, sport, or business environment. You know, as, as this deal happened with Fox and as uh, they moved apart from each other, so the, the Monday-Friday schedule and everything that was happening, it was, became very clear, especially as we were working on this deal with um, with USA for NXT, that the ability to have the brands be very distinct needed to happen. The 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 sort of each brand to have its own flavor, its own voice, its own unique style. So to have somebody kind of running point on those individually from each other became a, a very um, needed thing. So you know Paul Heyman being at the at the the lead of Raw, so to speak, and and uh, kind of running point on that with Vince and, and Eric Bischoff doing the same on the other side with SmackDown, sort of taking the business side of that and running point on it with Vince. You know, there's large teams of people that deal with every aspect of this. The the global juggernaut that WWE is from a media standpoint, just the connection between what's happening, you know, on, on Friday night SmackDown, for example, and what's happening between digital and social media when you have a billion social media followers and uh, and one of the the largest platforms across the board on like YouTube and everything else. So where do those where do those uh, content pieces go? How do they fit? What's the connection point? That's like they're massive. Each brand is its own massive business. Um, and to have the people at the head of those running it just makes sense. And it you know that's really what it is. I think it came in the way it was announced and the and the and because of the people, it was seen as a this oh my god moment but it really if you took a step back and looked at it from a business standpoint it was smart and it was what needed to happen especially with with where things are going and and who came up with those names uh you know there, there was a, a a lot of names that were bandied around but vince at the end of the day makes that decision of where he wants it to be and how and he'll continue to to make those decisions going forward as to who he wants operating what teams and how, you know. Yeah, yeah I, we got a couple of minutes here left. If you don't mind, I, I, I know you're in the role here of, as EVP, and like I said, NXT on USA Wednesday, SmackDown on Fox on Friday, both 8 p.m. Eastern. I'd love to ask you just a couple of questions about your wrestling career, if, if you don't mind. Um, sure. I, I, I don't know how I came across I think it was I, I saw it on someone's Twitter. There's, I follow a couple of feeds that post vintage wrestling clips which are great and uh someone posted the other day your first vignette as a wwe wrestler where you were hunter hearst helmsley and you yeah. had the accent and it wasn't even a suit i don't know what exactly it was like the jerry seinfeld pirate shirt from that episode uh, i don't know what it really was <laughs> i don't really know what it was either yeah. when they came to you with that that gimmick did you think right away this is never gonna last or did you think it would have a shot no, you know, it's a funny thing because, again, you, you look at that time through the eyes of today, but when you look at the characters that were sort of operating in, in the, the 
business at the time and how the business was portrayed, um, it wasn't that far off the mark, you know, and, and it was a, it was kind of a, a deviation off of what I had ended up doing in WCW right. before I came here. So it was a kind of an Americanized version of the character that they had me doing there. But, um, the, the blue blood character that I, that I started with here, Hunter Hearst Helmsley in that time when you had, you know, Duke, the dumpster, Drossy, the garbage <laughs> man, and you had, you know, even just the characters goon, a little bit more yeah. that, the big boss man, everybody yeah. had a, a sort of campy cartoony, larger than life, uh, persona that they, that they portrayed. And, you know, at some point in time, you're just trying to think of the most, uh, attention grabbing and ridiculous stuff you can do. So you put on a goofy accent and you, <laughs> you speak a certain way and you go out there and, and you, you do what you do and, and you hope it's enough to get attention. It worked out all right for me, you know, um, as the business changed and became closer to what became the attitude era, it became clear that those characters were no longer the you know, the, where it was at, that people had, the fan base had moved on from that and for the business to continue to thrive and grow, it needed to change. And that's kind of when the attitude era was born. Um, and for me, the Hunter Hearst Helmsley character obviously didn't fit the attitude era, but I didn't want to lose. I didn't want to start over with a new name and a whole new everything. So we just kept everybody backstage called me triple H. So we kept it. Right. Right. Um, one more and then we'll wrap. I'm curious because you have ties to Scott Hall and Kevin Nash. Obviously, you have ties to Shawn Michaels, the click over the years. Everyone knows it. I don't have to go through it. And this is always a a fun discussion that I've had with fellow wrestling fans. What do you think was the bigger, more impactful moment? Hogan turning heel, joining the NWO, or the Montreal Screwjob? Hmm. Boy, they're, they're both very impactful. You know, Hogan turning and and joining the NWO was the moment that sort of launched it. Hall and Nash going in there launched the the WCW shit because it it was presented as the WWE invading WCW. They were presented as outsiders coming in and evading. And if there was one true guy that was always known as the WWE guy, it was Hogan. So for him to turn and join that group, it really solidified the whole thing and, and kind of gave them the momentum to continue that run and to, and to build on it and, and to, to move into that front position for a minute. But when you talk about the Montreal Screwjob, it launched the Mr. McMahon character. Right. It launched the a lot of the, the Attitude Era, oh my God, anything can happen. Oh my God, the curtains lifted up. Just the fact that there was this Montreal screw job and the storyline changed and the, the, you know, like it was a look behind the scenes and wait a minute, that guy's not the announcer. He's the owner. You know, it, so it changed the direction um, of the business. So you could make an argument that either one of those is, is, uh, is in the front position on that and would be tough. Uh, you'd be tough to argue the other way, I guess. I could see both either one of those being the most impactful. Last one. Do you get a, in your role, obviously, as overseeing all these things and executive vice president, talent, live events, and creative. Sounds like a full plate for sure. Do you get one full day off a week ever? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. The phone is always ringing. You know, the, the one thing, um, and you, I think you'll hear this a lot, um, 
from from people that in like the if you're doing something that you're super passionate about and not that there's times that you don't say like, all right, I just got to disconnect for a minute and go shut off and put the phone down or whatever. But when you're super passionate about it and it's really what you, what you strive to do, um, you're engaged with it all the time anyway. So it's, it's not like, you know, you wake up in the morning, the great part about this job, you wake up in the morning and it's like, you can't wait to get rolling because there's stuff you want to go do and get done. And, you know the outcome of them and you know it's going to help to grow something and, and you want to go do it um, as opposed to getting up and going like, oh, I got to go to the office again and I got to do this and I got to do that. You know, um, we're lucky in that sense. I've been lucky my whole career in, in that, you know, and not that there weren't days where the travel got to you or days that, you know, um, you thought if I have to get on another plane today, I'm going to lose it. But like you, it, you also had a couple most, of you for also, the most part in your career, if you can wake up every day with a desire to go do what you do in your life, that's a wonderful thing. And that's the beautiful part about this because put all the other business stuff aside. And, and we say it a lot that the WWE, what we do is put smiles on people's faces. Right. At the end of the day, that's what we really do. You know, we're, we're, People get so wrapped up in the seriousness of what we do and the business and the this and the that and all those things. But the truth is we go out there and we put on a product that is really fun and it's really entertaining when it's done well and you like it or you don't. And if you come to a live event, it's spectacular and you have a great time and you can put all your problems aside and you can just go have fun and boo the bad guys and cheer the good guys or whatever you want to do. Right. It's just a great time. And to be able to do that, know you do that and see – you know, people running around with the shirts on and cheering and just being into it and kids, you know, knowing that they're getting to see their heroes live and in person. And that's an awesome thing. And, and not losing perspective of that, I think, keeps you motivated to just keep going day after day. So you don't get the day off, but you really almost don't want to, you know. Well, since you ended it with, with that um, passionate speech about keeping everyone happy, I'm going to do something very unprofessional in the interview by asking you to, I don't know if you put in the word with Bischoff or Vin. I, I need a rock concert on Friday night on that first SmackDown on Fox. The rock needs to sing. We need a little little concert. Yeah, well, you know, it's one of those things with The Rock. Like, uh, pretty much if he just brings his guitar, yeah. you pretty much have no choice but to let The Rock <laughs> sing. So, uh, uh, you know, I don't know that uh, Eric Bischoff is going to have any say in that. I don't know. I, to be honest, I don't know that Vince will have much say in that. Uh, <laughs> if Rock wants to show up and bring his guitar and say, I'm going to go to the ring and uh, put on a rock concert, then uh, God, probably that's what he's going to do. My hopes are up and I'll be watching. We've got NXT on USA Wednesday night to our premiere SmackDown on Fox. That's Network Fox, not FS1 Fox, Friday night, 8 p.m. Eastern. And uh, I appreciate you coming on and uh, good luck with everything. I appreciate the time, and don't forget to watch NXT this Wednesday night, 8 p.m. It's going to be epic. You got it. Thanks, Paul. All right, man. Thank you. Take care. All right, my thanks to Paul Levesque, a.k.a. Triple H. Big week for the WWE. Rock coming back. That means I'll be tuning in. I would have tuned in anyway, but if the Rock's there, I'm there live. Even though uh, Yankee playoff game is going on, so I'm going to have to thank God I have two TVs, but we'll manage both. And, uh... Hopefully you guys enjoy it all, and we'll see you next week right here on the SI Media Podcast. Take care.
I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official Challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.